You're listening to A Stranger Podcast, www.thestranger.com. If you're stuck in a relationship quandary, or if you're looking for sexual harmony, well, there's nothing you can't ask on the Savage Podcast. Maybe you've noticed that we haven't had many up-to-the-minute news updates the top of the show recently that's because we banked a few shows because the tech savvy at risk youth were off to i don't know burning man slouching man scrotum scratching man wherever the fuck they go in the summer so we banked a few shows so we weren't able to talk in real time about a federal judge declaring doma unconstitutional or the dipshit governor of hawaii vetoing uh, civil unions bill. Just remember when people say, why can't you gay people just be satisfied with civil unions? That the people who oppose marriage rights for gay people also oppose civil unions for gay people. You can't compromise with people who won't compromise with you. Maybe we'd accept civil unions, a la what they have in Ireland as of today, or what they have in the United Kingdom, which are all the same rights and responsibilities of marriage. We're just going to call it Fred and not marriage. But that's not even on offer. So it's not like we can get, okay, we'll take that because the same fucking Republican social conservative douchebag asshole bastards who oppose marriage rights for gay people oppose civil unions just as aggressively. Anyway, we didn't talk about any of that because we weren't here because the tech savvy at risk youth were out bathing more infrequently than they already do in the woods somewhere. So what can we talk about now that we're back? Well, I'm delighted to bring you the news that Bristol Palin is abstinent again. Bristol Palin. As everyone now knows, Cover of Us magazine, that's one way to tell your parents, Cover of Us magazine announced that she and Levi Johnston were getting back together. They were engaged to be married, also shopping a reality show, engaged to be married, and now this time they're doing it right. This time they are abstinent. You know, I really feel that when you're engaged to be married and you already have a two-year-old, that the semen introduced into the vaginal canal cow has already left the barn. That train has left the tunnel. I don't even... You can drop the abstinence stick when another human being has clawed its way out of your twat. You can drop it. Drop the abstinence stick, kids. Nobody's buying it. And before we get to your calls, something in the this has nothing to do with anything department. There's a viral YouTube video out there that's floating around right now, which is of a Holocaust survivor with his grandchildren lip-syncing and dancing I Will Survive, to a recording of Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive at Auschwitz in front of the gates, Arbeid macht frei, in front of the ovens. And I, as a gay, I, I want to address this, I'm not Jewish, I am circumcised, but as a gay, and I Will Survive is one of the gay national anthems, I don't see it. I mean, I saw it. I watched it uh, with my jaw in my lap. I just don't see it. It doesn't quite work. I'm assuming these people aren't native English speakers because, you know, I get, okay, first I was afraid I was petrified. Makes total fucking sense. You're being hauled off to Auschwitz thinking I will never – I could never live without you by my side. Are you saying that to the Nazis? I I couldn't live without you by my side. I spent some of my 90 nights thinking how you did me wrong. That makes sense. If you're a Holocaust survivor, you're going to spend a lot of nights thinking how the fucking Nazis did you wrong. But I grew strong on how to get along. And now you're back from outer space? Are you saying the Nazis are from outer space? It doesn't It doesn't work. There's got to be a different, you know, power diva, strong woman disco anthem that they could have used. But they didn't. All right. Now we've covered all the major topics. Doma, Hawaii. 
Bristol, Levi, Seaman. The worst lip sync ever in the history of YouTube lip syncs. And now your calls. This episode is brought to you by AdamandEve.com, where you can find over 18,000 adult entertainment products for every lifestyle. To receive 50% off most any item, plus three adult DVDs, plus an extra gift, plus free shipping, visit AdamandEve.com and enter SAVAGE at checkout. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the internet's leading provider of spoken word entertainment. Get a free audiobook download of your choice when you sign up today. Log on to AudiblePodcast.com slash SAVAGE today for details. Dear Mr. Savage. I guess you could say I'm a vanilla slut. I travel a lot, so I have had a lot of short-term relationships, i.e. day to a couple months, so I've not really explored my kinky side as much as I would like. When I'm first with somebody, I don't like to, you know, get that into things. I feel like I need to trust somebody or, or know that they feel the same way. Um... When I was an adolescent, I used to like to burn my ass on the heater vent so I could look at the red stripes on my ass cheeks in the mirror. And I was sexually attracted to Petunia Pig. In fact, my first masturbatory sex doll was this giant plush uh, sea turtle. I don't know if that means anything, but, you know, that's how I used to get down. Anyways, um... I'm just wondering, like, am I being a totally whimpering testicle by not divulging that I'm into weird stuff with girls right off the bat? Or do I need to be utilizing Craigslist? And I haven't had any luck with Craigslist. Like, do you have any suggestions on what a good headline is, how I should go about posting an ad? Because I've had no luck with that so far. And thirdly, I gave you my phone number at the beginning, and I hear all these phone calls from undersexed women all over the country. I happen to travel all over the country, so maybe you could just give my phone number to them, and uh, we could meet at public places, and you know, I could take care of their needs. First, let's ad- address the general lameness of Craigslist. If you're trawling on Craigslist for kinky sex partners, you're in the wrong place. You might want to try Adult Friend Finder or FetLife. I'm not sure there's a fat life category for waffle prints on your ass from the heater vent, but you never know. Get in there and search. As for, and the reason I played your call, hooking people up with other callers. And sometimes I get this at the column. People read a question from somebody and they seem perfect for them and they want me to hook them up. My lawyers tell me I am not supposed to do that because if I hook two people up and one of them happens to be... Son of Sam, Jeffrey Dahmer, John Wayne Gacy, basically your basic serial killer nut job, that I could get into trouble for that. So I can't as much as some, I really want to. Sometimes I would really like to uh, match a couple of people up because they do seem perfectly suited for one another. I am incapable of doing that. Or I'm not allowed to do that. I'm surprised, however, that somebody hasn't all of their own initiative and accord started a website where people can, who've had their questions and savage love and the column or the podcast can uh, find each other or nominate themselves as uh, someone you might want to get in touch with. But I, uh, I can't have my fingerprints, my dirty fingerprints all over that. I am a 27-year-old gay male living in New York City, the uh, mecca of gay men. And... My question is about dating. I seem to have no problems meeting people. I'm a pretty attractive person, not to toot my own horn. 
I am a nice guy. When people meet me, they tend to be very drawn to me. I'm social, and like I said, meeting guys is never really a problem for me. The problem becomes like holding onto it. I've had these great stories in the last year or so of these amazing guys that I've met, and there's just been this incredible amount of initial chemistry and so much enthusiasm and passion from the get-go, and then like within two weeks, three weeks, it just falls apart. So, oh, and it falls apart without like any clear explanation. Like the guys just like fall off the face of the earth and I just never hear from them again. And I try not to be crazy and stalk them. And I try to sort of follow the tone that's being set by the guys and not sort of be over enthusiastic. And just nothing seems to work. So I was wondering, are guys just douchebags who like to play with me for two weeks and then leave me alone and... To be honest with you, there's usually not even any like fun sexual play involved. It's usually just like a great night out, maybe a second meeting or third, and a lot of like fun text messages and emails, but like no real physical contact. So it's rather frustrating, and I don't know why this seems to keep happening to me. So what are you doing wrong? Tell me. Um, I don't know. It's like I'm in this awful cycle where I meet these like incredible guys, well, who seem incredible from the get-go. And then, you know, we have an amazing night together. Sometimes, like, we go home together. Sometimes we don't. But there's, like, an intense communication that lasts for, like, two weeks, whether it be email, text message, whatever. How old are these then, guys? Yeah, out of the blue before it can actually go anywhere a bit more exciting. It just, like, stops. Okay, how old are these guys? Your age? My age. Like, I'm a 27 going on 28, so, like, mid-20s, late-20s. Okay, and you know, a lot of guys in their mid-20s, late-20s in New York are still sowing their oats, feeling out their options, looking around. So it might not be you, it just might be the pool you're swimming in. Right. But it could be you. I'm not the one who can really tell you if it's you, though. This is the sort of thing you need to game out with a friend or a couple of friends. Right. Where you give them permission to say anything. Like, maybe you have really bad breath. And maybe that's just it. But I couldn't tell you that over the phone unless it was super bad breath. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I try to, like, play it cool most of the time and sort of let the other guy, like, set the pace of things because, you know, I never want to come off as being over-anxious or, you know, I don't want to scare him away. Yeah, but you do want to be honest. You want to scare away the ones who don't want what you don't want. So to say, you know, I'm interested in, you know, know, I've been here, I've been playing the field for a while, I'm settled, I'm ready for a relationship. Don't, be afraid to say that lest you scare away someone who's not ready for a relationship because you want to scare away the guys who aren't ready for a relationship because you don't want to waste two weeks on them. Right. So scare them away and pursue the guys you want to pursue. Don't play it too cool. Sometimes my impression when I'm in New York is it's a city full of gay men who are all on grinder, but it's a city full of gay men who aren't a lot of them successfully finding relationships because they're all nobody wants to seem like the desperate one nobody wants to seem too aggressive nobody wants to seem to take the risk of being the pursuer because that makes yourself vulnerable and you might get rejected and so everyone kind of assumes this posture that then results in everyone getting rejected by accident right because you think the guy's not that into you because he's not calling he thinks you're not that into him because you're not calling and it just withers on the vine right and I try to like like I said I keep up with the pace so it's like and that's, like, like I can think of one incident where there was this guy who, like, we met one night, like, really hit it off, great conversation, you know, we exchanged numbers, and, like, we were, like, emailing back and forth, and then I'm like, hey, listen, we've been emailing every day for, like, a week now, so, like, let's grab dinner, let me take you out for dinner. 
and I hope that's not too forward. And he wrote back saying, hey, like, not too forward at all. Like, I like honesty. And then, like, did we ever set a date for dinner? Absolutely not. <laughs> Why not? Did you say, tonight, let's have dinner? Boy, basically, I mean, I'm in grad school, and it happens to be a time where I was off, and I'm like, listen, I'm free this week, so, like, just call out a day, and I'll, I can probably be there. And you never heard from him again? Yeah. Well, it's a mystery. Maybe your breath stinks. Maybe. Like, Maybe you, you have to make allowances for where guys are at. You know, in their mid-20s, a lot of them aren't ready to settle down. Some of them, you should be ready to settle for fucking dinner. Settle down long enough to eat. Well, that's my thing, too. I'm not asking for, like, a ring. I'm just asking for, like, let's hang I'm out. I'm asking for like... a napkin ring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you can't, you know, if you game it out with your friends, not with me, who can really tell you what the deal is and, you know, how, you, you know, how your game is. Uh, right. To, to use the expression that kids aren't using anymore as of very recently, you may be able to figure out, you know, pick the lock. If you keep having the same result, you need to look at who you're pursuing and how you're pursuing them. But, you know, you may be doing everything right and just coming up with the short straw over and over and over again. You just got to keep at it. Okay. I mean, if you're young and attractive and in New York, you should have options. You know, but a lot of guys, when they first get to New York, want... Everyone, everything, all at once, don't want to settle down, don't want to settle, don't want to be tied down, even for two fucking weeks. And so just keep at it. Keep, you know, pulling the the arm on the the gay slot machine until you meet your slot. Yeah. Unless you're doing something wrong, which, again, going back to my very first thing I told you, talk to some people that you know who are in the room, put some booze in them, and tell them to be vicious. I know, and I, I love honesty. I mean, that's why I'm calling. Everybody says they love honesty until someone uh, risks being honest with them. Listen, I got to run. Good luck. Thanks. Bye. Looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com for a limited time only. You'll get 50% off just about any item. And that's not all. There's more. You'll also receive three free adult DVDs, plus a free extra gift, plus free shipping on your entire order. Check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. That's adamandeve.com, and enter SAVAGE at checkout. One of the things we missed out on by, you know, banking some shows and taking a few weeks off for the Tech Savvy Receipts to go sweat in the woods was graduation season. And I got an email at Savage Love from a kid named Damian Barreto who sent me a photograph of his diploma from the Orange County High School of the Arts. And he was voted by his classmates most likely to usurp the career of Dan Savage. That's right there on his certificate. And he sent me a picture of him holding it, smiling. And so I called him up and said, you have to come on the show because if you're going to usurp my career, you're going to have to go mano o mano with me. Hey, Damien. Okay. Hi. Who the hell are you? I am Damien Barreto from Orange County, California, and I'm going to take over your job when you retire. Who says? I, you sent me, you graduated from some school for the arts. I yeah, you're the Orange ball- County High School of the Arts. I assume you're a ballerina. And right there yeah. on your certificate, it says, most likely to usurp the career of Dan Savage. Well, basically, uh, one day... In my acting class, we were discussing our plans for the future, all my fellow students and I, and I expressed my interest in studying theater, continuing to study theater, and human sexuality, maybe. And I'm really torn between the two, and basically the way I put it was I asked the class if anybody knew who Dan Savage was, 
and none of them did. Which Thank you for that. Awesome. Please turn that knife a little bit more. Do you, you want to salt that Sorry. knife again before you stick well, it back no. in? No, I mean, do you have a Twitter? No, I don't. Exactly, that's why. That's why they don't know who you are. Oh, cruel, cruel. Please go anyway, on. I basically said, I want to be Dan Savage. I want everything from those toned, well-muscled arms to the advice column. <laughs> uh-huh. You, you get yeah, arms get... like that typing, really. That's the secret. <laughs> basically, what I, um, the only thing I could like live without would be the short-lived career in drag but i mean if it's a package deal i'll take it oh you are good you're you're vicious you know that oh i don't mean to be well that that's like me i don't mean to be vicious but i just am it's my default setting i idle in vicious and obviously so do you so that's one qualification down for usurping my career but before you can before you can usurp my career you really have to prove that you can give this sex advice bullshit that is the bread and butter the meat and potatoes I'm not, like I said, I've mentioned to you before, I am not qualified whatsoever. Well, neither am I. The only qualification you need to give advice is somebody asked you for it. I guess. And, like, a lot of my cohorts, I guess, feel like they can talk to me about their high school drama, which is what, like, which is why I got voted for this honor or whatever, because a lot of my fellow students feel like they can talk to me and... I guess it's just because I don't have really that many enemies at school, and I look at every situation from a very neutral standpoint. Okay, I have a question so, for you. I have two questions for you, but I'm going to ask it in the form of one question. Have you ever okay. seen Have you ever seen All About Eve? No. And you call yourself a theater student? Are you gay? Yes. Well, that was... I thought you would say yes to I have seen All About Eve, and that would answer both questions, that you had seen All About Eve and you were gay. I'm You're sorry, not I'm gay sorry. enough for my job if you haven't seen All About Eve. I guess not. I guess not. So that's, you know, you're qualified in the vicious bitch category. You are not qualified in the I've seen All About Eve. You really do have to see that movie as a fag and a theater person and uh, an aspiring advice columnist. H- how old are you? Uh, how old do I sound? Well, I believe, well, okay, I remember looking at your Wikipedia page a long time ago, and it said you're like 45, and then you... I don't know where you said it, maybe on the podcast or on the, the slog or whatever, but you felt the need to correct them, saying that that was incorrect. Is that incorrect? It is incorrect. There's somebody who hates me who's always going on Wikipedia and putting uh, 45 down. I'm actually 36. 36. Okay. So I've got a whole lifetime ahead of me to see All About Eve. And I saw, I I saw All About Eve when I was 16 years old. I think I saw All About Eve before I had a dick in my ass. I'm just saying... Okay, okay. You're putting the, you got things out of order down there in Orange County. I realize you're in Orange County, which is kind of a cultural desert, but... Seriously. <laughs> all right, so here's the challenge. You, 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 in a vicious manner, sent me this, I'm coming for your job, email. You closed a picture of that certificate, uh, just so I know that you're nipping at my heels. And now I, I, I'm, I'm calling you. I, I'm calling your bluff. We're going to play some calls for you. You're going to give some advice. All right. All right. And I didn't know softballs. These are coming over the plate. These are hard nuts to crack. You ready? All right. But I did tell you sometimes I don't know what to say because I'm only 18 years old and I have to just send them your way. Hey, when I was 18 years old, I knew everything. Hey, Orange County, remember? <laughs> Here we go. Uh, when I was 18 years old, I knew everything, including all the best lines and all about Eve. Just saying. Here we go. Right. First question, Damien, coming, over, coming at you. Hi, Dan. I have a little bit of a query. First of all, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. There's no more I can say about that. 
you have given my life a whole new spin on sex. And that has satisfied a lot of people. Anyways, I met this guy, didn't meet him pretty. We met in a sex site. However, it's, and, and the sex is like, I've never had anything like that in my life, period. However, he's adopted. He has a whole bunch of shit going on in his life that has happened. He's been single for a while. He's one of these non-communicative guys. But it's been six months. He's more than sex at this point in time. We kind of hang out. He bought me a bike. I've even dropped him a couple of times. He always comes back. Just got me a 42-inch screen TV for my living room. God knows what else. Thing is, he's had, like, when we don't get along, when all of a sudden he decides to disappear, he decides not to answer phone calls, he decides that he doesn't want to hang out for whatever external issues. I don't think it's other people, but um, it's become one of those things where do I have to put up with the bad moods and the moodiness and the situation? He even called me a bitch when I tried to cut him off last time. Of course, he apologized after that. Um, I'm at an impasse, I guess. Um, there's also the matter that we're both still online, but he can pretty much see when I haven't been active. Sometimes I see him chatting. I don't know if it's because he just needs that to get off. Not a problem for me, but we just, I mean, we're just not talking about a lot of things. And I just don't know. I guess I want to figure out is this something that I had to just, just shut up because we said that we're not boyfriend and girlfriend, or if I need to have those hard talks, which are completely icky to me and icky to him and ugh, all of this stuff. Damien? Yes? Take your best shot. Honestly, it's... You put it best many times of the whole price of admission thing. Um, I mean, to me, I feel like at this point in my life, I could maybe put up with a little abuse. Not physical, but a little verbal abuse if he's going to be buying me bicycles and televisions. But... Um, I didn't catch her age, but if she's looking to get serious, I don't think he's the right guy to get serious with. She said she really likes him as a person, but as a person, he's beating her down, calling her a bitch, and I don't know if that's if that's what she likes, then cool, but I don't think it is. Okay, can I... Here's my, my take. Okay. She says she likes him and would like to keep seeing him, uh, but he gets mad at her because he's insecure, which is why he plies her with gifts. And when right. he feels good about it, 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 it all works. But then, you know, doubt eats away at him because he thinks she's just in it for the TV set and the bicycles. Right. And eventually he gets mad because he feels and like he's being used. So what he needs to do is say, stop buying me shit. I like you. I like you as a person. You don't have to give me things. I want to see you. I want to fuck you. Let's go out. Let's hang out. Don't buy me any more crap because that's what's poisoning this. He's insecure and he's purchasing her affections, which, you know, a lot of sex workers will say, you know, sometimes the guys are great and they're really nice. They're happy to be with you. And sometimes they get really mad. And it's because they feel like they're being used. And, yeah, you know, they feel like you're, they feel like they doubt your affections for them. They feel like, oh, you're being really affectionate, but it's just because I buy you shit. And they get mad. Right. And, the, you know, it flows in and out. So if she wants to keep seeing this guy, she needs to have a sit down with him where she says, look, I want to see you. I like you. I want to fuck you. Don't buy me any more crap. Exactly. All right. Uh, here's the next one. Hi, Dan. My name is Dan. 
I live in a relatively small city. Uh, I've been kind of a closet bisexual for about 10 years. I am really into transgenders, and that's the only kind of people that I'm comfortable with. Uh, I didn't know that there were any really nice ones in my town, and then I met one at a um, gay bar at a drag show, and I was really surprised when she gave me her number. And then we had a date a couple of nights later, and I feel like... uh, that maybe that she was actually being an escort and I didn't pick up on that. Uh, things seemed to go fine all night. It was a little awkward. Uh, we had sex. Uh, there were a couple of things that she said that made me think later when in retrospect that maybe it was an escort situation. It's not certain to me what, what the actual situation was, but I know that she left pissed at the very end of the night and I didn't know what was the matter, and she's not returning my texts, and I was really smitten with her, uh, but um, like I said, I'm not getting any replies, and I really don't know what to think about the situation. All right. Angry tranny. Go. So this guy hooked up with a tranny, That's and the tranny left. Eh, 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 buzzer, buzzer. First thing wrong. You're not allowed to use the word tranny anymore. The, the trans community considers that bigoted. That's oh. the, their N-word. Oh, I'm sorry. Transgendered woman? Female? Yes. Trans, yeah, okay. trans woman. Trans woman. I intentionally okay. tripped you up there because I used tranny first just to see if you would use it too. And then I could call bigot bullshit on you. And what we're going to do, we're going to edit out me saying it first. So you're just going to say it and then I'm going to call you on it. I'm going to look like a hero. Please go on. All right. If that's what the tech-savvy at-risk youth are going to help you do, then whatever helps you sleep at night. Anyway, um, trans women, I feel like they're obviously not just like everybody else, but they are looking to hook up, too, every now and then, no? But, um, I mean, what kinds of things did she say that led this guy to believe that she was a sex worker? Is that what he said? No, 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 hooker's the word. Yeah, okay, but, um, I mean, did she ask for money? Is that, did she upfront ask for money? If not, maybe she was just looking to hook up. Honestly, like, I feel like some people out there might just put it out there in hopes that they might get reimbursed somehow. Um, I know people on Craigslist will do that, and if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out, but it might just be that simple. She wanted to hook up and not have this guy call her back and not keep in touch. She didn't want no scrubs. So, but something pissed her off at the very end. Like there wasn't money on the nightstand. Could have been it yeah. or it could have been something else. Could have been something else he did. And the only person who knows why this trans woman is pissed is this trans woman and she's not answering his text. So what would you tell him to do? To let it go. I mean, what can you do? You're not going to otherwise you're going to be a stalker and that's a lot worse, I think. That's good advice. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 75,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature and featuring audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. For listeners of this podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service. One audiobook to consider is Medium Raw, A Bloody Valentine to the World of Food and the People Who Cook by Anthony Bourdain, the only man my husband says he'd leave me for. 
Luckily, he's straight. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash savage. That's audiblepodcast.com slash savage today. Um, I am a very young lesbian just out of my first relationship, um, which really didn't really didn't go very well. So I was with this girl for four years. Um, so, you know, she's the only person I've ever been with. And she was one of those crazy people who, when they're in a relationship, don't allow their partner to masturbate ever. And so I don't really have any experience. And now I'm single. And so, you know, I don't have anyone to have sex with. And I don't really know what to do. Um, help. Thank you. All right. One young queer to another. What's your advice for her? Advice? I, I would just say, why? Why would you not let your partner masturbate? I mean, if I know it's, I guess it's over now and it's too late, but I would say, get over that, please. Um, well, hopefully she'll never make that mistake again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. But we can't unpack that. That's all vaginal secretions under the clitoral hood. We can't get in a time yeah. machine to go back four years ago and the first time her crazy ex-girlfriend told her she wasn't allowed to masturbate advise her to run, which is our advice yeah. for anybody who finds himself in this situation now. Totally. You have a partner who doesn't let you masturbate, and it's not a consensual power exchange game. You need to get the fuck out, because that person is crazy. All right, she knows that yeah. now. She knows that now. But that's not what she's calling about. Well, then what does she want? <laughs> she wants your advice, Damien. I mean, she wants my advice, but she's getting yours. She doesn't know what to do. Besides get over it not not get over the break i mean of course get over the breakup that's awful and like i feel for her but do not tell your partner that they cannot masturbate well I she mean, wasn't the one doing that damon come oh, on i thought she was i thought she was i thought she no she's not the control she's she's the controlled uh, abused partner she had a controlling crazy partner oh well then well then good riddance i say as do i but now she's asking us what to do uh, all right, well, this is the, I, I've, I've led you to, into another trap. This happens all the time with the advice. You have incomplete information. Like, what does she mean exactly. by that? What do I do? Exactly. Well, you don't date crazy controlling cunts anymore, yeah. hopefully. Exactly. And you masturbate whenever you want to. But here's what I think. Sometimes you have to, like, work out what they meant to ask or, or the question they thought they asked. And here's what I think she meant to ask. She's very young, four years with a woman, not allowed to masturbate, single now, and so doesn't know how to masturbate. Uh, so we have a young lesbian asking a couple of fags how to masturbate. Well, I think she should utilize the internet. Google that, please, because I don't know. I don't know how to... You can just press the internet against your clitoris until you have an orgasm? No, 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 Is that no. Possible? So That's like Twitter. No. I didn't know about Twitter. I didn't know that the internet was a sex toy. Twatter, that's what she's looking for. But, um, is that like Frogger? Google that. What? Nothing. Twatter sounds like Frogger to me. That's how old I am. It sounds like an 80s video game. Twatter sounds like Frogger. All right, all right. No, I, I, although I will recommend that you get a Twitter. It's a lot of fun for people who want to follow you. But, um, Google it. Google how to masturbate, how to get off by yourself. So, but this is dangerous territory. What you're saying here is that we are obsolete. We, uh, professional advice givers and professional advice giver wannabes. If we just tell people to go Google it, 
I mean, half the time the advice I give people is just shit I found on by Googling it myself. But I don't want those people to start Googling it because then they won't need me to be the middleman. And then I won't have a job for right, you to, for you to usurp. In any other case. So sure, what you do is I, you I, Google it and then you, you know, throw out a couple of things you found online as if you thought of it or knew it all along. Then you appear on right, well, Okay. Well, Get with the program, Damien. All right, I'm sorry, but I don't have a computer sitting in front of me, and I, I am thought not you young people were always twatting and always had computers like attached to your fucking faces. This is news to me. Right now. I'm talking. I'm talking on my portable computer right now on my phone. <laughs> but honestly, like this is not my area of expertise. I don't. I've never been around one of those. You know, I don't know how. To, I don't know what you need to. T- I know you need clitoral stimulation. I recommend that. But, but you've never performed uh, that. No, no. All right, well, here's my advice to her. Since she did call and she did ask, uh, she needs to explore her own vagina at great and relaxed length and not be goal-oriented. She needs to get some sex toys. She needs to get some vibrators. She needs to uh, read Sex for One, which is a terrific book about masturbation for women. And she needs to take a deep breath and relax. She also needs to recognize that she just got out of a four-year-long abusive relationship where she was controlled uh, by a very nasty piece of work sexually, and it may take her some time to relax and unwind. So I recommend uh, medical marijuana and a vibrator. Yeah, and I mean, isn't that sort of thing, like, already in your brain, like, how to please yourself? You know, it's not. Female genitalia is very different. That, you know, it's, I think it's kind of obvious for dudes. Like, you stroke it, and then something comes out of it, and you're done. And I think, you know, you hear from women, and there are studies of women who are orgasmic, who are having orgasms, who don't know that they're having orgasms, who've gone to see doctors because they think they're not orgasmic, but they are actually having all the physiological uh, hoo-ha of orgasm. They just don't yeah. recognize it. Because, you know, guys' orgasms are easy. It's like, oh, well, there's the cum. Yeah. I guess he came. And female orgasms, like, well, there's the what? There's the... <laughs> big smorgasbord of uh, physical responses and contractions and uh, pleasure spikes. And yeah. sometimes it's a little more difficult for them, particularly women who've been in sexually abusive uh, relationships, as this woman has. Yeah, and I mean, she shouldn't look at it as, a, um, oh, I have a problem. Like, think of it as, hey, I'm gonna, I get to explore my body now. See ya. Without this uh, bitch peering over my shoulder. Yeah. So I tell her to have fun. Go for it and have fun. Go for it and have fun is, is the advice uh, I patented, and you're not allowed to use that expression without paying me 25 cents. Oh, okay. You're going to have to think of some other way of saying that. Uh, go for it and have a delightful time. <laughs> hey, Damien Verretto, good luck at college. Uh, good luck attempting to usurp my career, and we'll have you back sometime to give a little more advice for the, the Twitter generation. All right. Well, thank you for having me. I mean, I have to say... Having just turned 18, I couldn't ask for a better kickoff to my adult life than being right here. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Hi, Dan. Um, I was just calling, actually, because uh, I, I love the theme song. And I remember um, ages ago, uh, you were saying that the, the band, the singer, or maybe not the singer, a member of the band was having some health problems. And I was just wondering um, how that panned out. My father with... Um, everyone who knows him and everything. Um, but anyway, yeah, I hope to hear that he's doing well. The Popovers, of course, uh, recorded the Savage Love podcast theme song, which we love and have used to this day. And shortly after recording it, Tim, the lead singer, 
uh, was diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease, and that's very sad. And our thoughts uh, go out to him as always. And you can follow his progress and uh, updates on his condition and send him your moral support via www.allacesmedia.com slash often awesome. And uh, Tim, if you're listening, we love you. Take care. You're in our thoughts. Hi, Dan. I'm calling in uh, reference to one of the callers on podcast 192. The woman that said she and her husband had an agreement for him to get a vasectomy after they had a child, but now they've had the child and he's kind of backing out on the agreement. I have an uh, alternate theory for what might be going on there. You, you, would, you put forth those two. One, that somehow mythologically he won't feel as, as potent or forceful without sperm cells in his semen, and the one that maybe he secretly wants a second kid. I think there might be a third possibility. That guy is terrified of the actual procedure. He's terrified of going under the knife, but he doesn't want to admit it. Several years ago, when they were talking about it kind of abstractly, he's like, oh, yeah, vasectomy, no big deal. But now he sees the reality of someone cutting into his scrotum, and he's scared, crapless, but he doesn't have the courage to say that to his wife. Hi, uh, I'm calling with my boyfriend in my car, and we were responding to Podcast 192, the woman whose husband uh, didn't want to get a vasectomy for her. We disagree with you completely. We think that's bullshit. This woman and most women have to deal with birth control their whole lives. It's always up to them. It's time to pass the buck. It is his turn to take responsibility. Not to mention, he promised to. It was this huge compromise for her to have a kid. He owes it to her. And as to the power of the sperm fetish thing, we both doubt that it is so important to him that he couldn't get over it with her help, of course. So we disagree. And a vasectomy for a man is cheaper, easier, and reversible. So, you know, this is ridiculous. Hey, Dan. Um, I, I'm really tired of hearing um, fellow men complain about vasectomies. Uh, I'm 40. I got my vasectomy when I was 35, and it's fantastic. Super easy. In and out in like an hour. Pretty painless. And I'm yeah, pretty good. It's easy. It, it, it's a win-win for everybody. Hi, Dan. I'm listening to Podcast 192, and I thought I could get through the whole thing before calling to respond to you, your response about the girl whose uh, husband or boyfriend won't have a vasectomy, even though that was their deal. And I think that your advice was full of male-centric, phallic bullshit. The fact that he is unwilling to get this vasectomy when she got pregnant pushed a watermelon out of her vagina when she didn't really want kids, and obviously now she loves her, her kid, and that's all well and good. But my God, our culture is so had it up to his, its eyeballs with bullshit about the power of semen. For fuck's sake, snip it and get on with it. I mean, you didn't mention anything about how she could have altered her view of her sexuality, having a human being growing in her uterus and coming out her vagina. And here we are talking about how he might not be able to get it up because his seminal fluid isn't potent anymore. Bullshit, buddy. He's obviously playing mind games. He wants her to change her mind, or he thinks that if she doesn't, then maybe he will move on to somebody else who wants to have more children. And this whole, my penis gets hard because I can get somebody pregnant, mind fuck, is ridiculous, and I think it's disgusting. 
You know, complaining about the phallocentric bullshit on the podcast is like complaining about the sesame seed buns on your Big Mac. It just comes with the fucking Big Mac, all right? I'm on your side, basically. I wasn't defending his irrational uh, paranoia, perhaps. I was just trying to help his wife sort of figure out what might be going on in his head. I'm not saying that that's the way it ought to be and that it isn't phallocentric bullshit. I, I agree it's phallocentric bullshit, but, you know, phallocentric bullshit's what made the podcast great. We're going to leave it there. We'd like to thank our very special guest, Damien, who uh, gave us a little advice this week. Damien is actually going to be back next week with a review of All About Eve, which he needs to see if he wants to usurp my position. 206-201-2720 is the number here at the podcast. If you'd like to record a questionary phallocentric comment for a future show, give us a buzz, 206-201-2720. And before we go, a shout-out to all the Savage Love listeners in the Kalalak region of Senegal. Jen Richards and all the Peace Corps volunteers out there, thank you very much for the nice note. You download us every week at www.thestranger.com slash savage. I blog every day at slog.thestranger.com where you can read the Savage Love Letter of the Day. But the best way to get the Savage Love Letter of the Day is delivered right to your iPhone with the new Savage Love iPhone app available at the iTunes store. Tech Savvy at Risk Youth worked so hard on it and a new uh, debugged version is up. We had a couple of bugs in the previous one. There's always a couple of bugs in everything. Uh, but they've a uh, new and improved version of the Savage Love iPhone app available now at the iTunes store. Go get it! 206-201-2720. Me and the grammatically incorrect text heavy at Ritz Youth. We'll be back at you next week with another installment of the Savage Lovecast. Thanks for downloading.